0: Hi, I'm Shannon, and this is So Here's a Cool Thing, a podcast that focuses on doing mini deep dives into my assorted nerdy passions. I'm back from my hiatus, and I'm going to start it off by introducing a new segment about what I'm excited about right now. So let's jump in and get psyched. First off, I'd like to talk about Julia. It's a new series currently streaming on HBO Max. It's inspired by the extraordinary life of Julia Child and her long-running television series The French Chef. It stars Sarah Lancashire as Julia herself, David Hyde Pierce as her husband Paul, and B.B. Neuwirth as Avis Devoto, who's an American culinary editor and book reviewer and a friend to the Child's family. It's a funny, warm, and lovely show about one of my very favorite figures. So much of what I learned about cooking and the joy that can be found in it comes from her and her show. So whether you love her like I do or haven't a clue, check it out and maybe you'll fall in love with Julia too. The Batman has finally come to streaming so that those of us who haven't been able to make it to the theater can dive in. Starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Paul Dano, and Colin Farrell, 2022's The Batman drops us back into dark, gritty Gotham, where we watch Pattinson's back get his detective on while pursuing the Riddler, played by Dano, who's murdering Gotham's elite. The look is awesome. It's moody, it's dark and gritty, just like Gotham should be. And the performances are top-notch. Although, let it be known, I have always been a Robert Pattinson stan without any shame whatsoever. He fucking rules. I will admit that this is a long one, and the pacing could be speedier, but the second half of the movie is amazing, and it's a rad addition to the universe that I'm excited to see more of. The Bone Orchard is Sarah A. Mueller's debut novel, and it's described as a gothic fantasy whodunit, which is exactly my shit. Its protagonist is a witch named Charm, who is the last in a line of conquered necromantic workers who tend to the bone trees and the secrets they hold. Mistress to the emperor, who is on his deathbed, he charges her with choosing which of his terrible sons should be his successor. Only she can keep the empire together, and she must choose between her emperor's will and the whispers of her own ghosts. Justice for the empire, or her own revenge? What will it be? I guess we'll have to read to find out. One of my favorite bands, Widow's Peak, dropped a new album in March entitled The Jacket. It's 10 tracks, and it's wonderful. If you've never heard them, now's a perfect time to check them out. So that's what I'm excited about right now. Moving forward, I'll be trying to feature a show, a film, a book, and some music at the top of each episode to share what I'm currently psyched about because that's kind of the reason I started this podcast in the first place. Now, let's hop into the next bit. Cryptozoology is defined as the search for and study of animals whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated, particularly those popular in folklore. Because it doesn't follow the scientific method, it's considered a pseudoscience by mainstream science, and it's neither a branch of zoology nor a folklore study. It was originally founded by zoologists Bernard Huvelmans and Ivan T. Sanderson. The creatures are referred to as cryptids. As someone who's always loved the strange, the unexplained, and sometimes the downright creepy, cryptozoology has always been fascinating to me. Not because I necessarily put any stock in it, but because it feeds the imagination. It's fun to sit and think, but what about Mothman? In this episode, I'll be dipping into some of my favorite cryptids, the myths and places that inspired them, and some of the media that they have in turn inspired. So grab your tracking gear, your camera, and suspend your disbelief and settle in while I tell y'all about my favorite cryptids. First up, we've got the first cryptid to genuinely scare the shit out of me, West Virginia's Mothman. My introduction to the Mothman mythos was the 2002 film The Mothman Prophecies. It's based on the 1975 book of the same name, written by parapsychologist John Keel. The film centers on a reporter who finds himself in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where there have been some sightings of a strange creature and other unexplained phenomenon. The film and the book, claimed to be based on actual events that occurred between November 1966 and December 1967. On November 15, 1966, two young couples from Point Pleasant told police that they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when caught in the car headlights. Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen Mary Millett described the creature as a large flying man with 10-foot wings and said it followed their car as they were driving in an area outside of town known as the TNT area, which was a former World War II munitions plant. In the days that followed, other folks reported similar sightings. The 1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge on December 15th has come to be connected with the sightings of the Mothman. The suspension bridge, which carried US Route 35 over the Ohio River, connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to Gallipolis, Ohio, collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic, and 46 people were killed. The legacy of the Mothman has since been one of a harbinger of misfortune and tragedy, and no amount of large birds or poorly maintained bridges will dissuade believers of this fact. In 2002, Point Pleasant held its first annual Mothman Festival. The average attendance is estimated at 10 to 12,000 people per year. There's a 12-foot statue of the creature, and in 2005, the Mothman Museum and Research Center opened. Held on the third weekend of every September, the festival has guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake-eating contests, and hayrides touring notable locales in the area. Aside from the movie, which I've mentioned scared the fucking pants off me, one of my favorite podcasts featured a kinder, gentler Mothman. West Virginia's own McElroy Brothers, on their actual play podcast, The Adventure Zone, during their Amnesty arc. We meet a character named Indrid Cold, who is in fact the Mothman. He's a clairvoyant seer from the Sylvan realm, and he contacts the party to warn them about impending catastrophes in their town. He's kind-hearted and has a penchant for eggnog, just your friendly neighborhood Mothman who never caused bad things to happen, not even once. He just knew it was coming. (laughs) So whether they're heralds of doom, or just trying to help and maybe offer you a hot beverage, the Mothman myth is an enduring one, and one that the people of Point Pleasant have come to embrace. If you've never checked out the movie or the book it's based on, give them a chance. But maybe not after dark. Next is perhaps the first cryptid I ever encountered in pop culture, Bigfoot. My introduction came in the form of the 1987 film, Harry and the Hendersons. The film centers around a family called the Hendersons who come across Bigfoot while on a camping trip. Through a series of missteps and misadventures, Bigfoot winds up living with them and they decide to call him Harry. Harry's friendly, he likes snacks and making friends. And as a kid, I thought it would be the absolute coolest if I could be friends with Bigfoot. Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch, is purported to be a bipedal ape-like creature who inhabits the forests of North America. There is no dearth of articles, anecdotal claims of sightings, as well as alleged photo and video evidence, and plaster casts of giant footprints that give this cryptid his name. He's become of a bit of a cryptozoological icon and an enduring element of pop culture. Google Bigfoot sightings, and you no doubt will be inundated with all kinds of accounts and supposed photos. But the majority of mainstream scientists have historically discounted its existence, relegating it to the realms of folklore, misidentification, or hoax, rather than a living creature. This has done nothing to discourage avid cryptid hunters who keep looking, ever hopeful, to catch a glimpse of this big hairy bean. Real or fake, all I know is that little kid me would have been psyched as hell to pal around with Bigfoot, and there's really no harm in thinking, wouldn't it be cool if? The Loch Ness Monster, affectionately known as Nessie, is a creature in Scottish folklore said to inhabit Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. It's often described as long-necked with one or more humps protruding from the water. The pseudoscience of cryptozoology has placed particular emphasis on Nessie despite all evidence of its existence being entirely anecdotal with a number of disputed photographs and sonar recordings. I'm sure we've all seen that famous photo from 1934, which is now known to be a hoax. When I was little, I thought it looked a lot like a brontosaurus had decided to go for a swim, and that there might still be a dinosaur around to go swimming was enough for me to be interested. The earliest reports of a monster in the vicinity of Loch Ness appeared in The Life of St. Columba, which was written in the 6th century AD. Supposedly, a water beast mauled a man and dragged him underwater. There were a few recorded sightings in the 1800s, but modern interest was spiked in 1933 by George Spicer's sighting account. Spicer and his wife supposedly saw a most extraordinary creature that lurched its way across the road in front of their car towards the lock. Spicer described it as the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that I have ever seen in my life. Since then, Nessie has wormed its way into pop culture mentioned in any number of books, films, TV shows, and even music. Nessie is a big tourist attraction as well. You can visit nessieland.co.uk and plan your dream trip to have a cryptid hunting adventure on the shores of Loch Ness. They offer souvenirs and beautiful views from the Loch Ness lookout, and who knows what you might see not too far from the shore. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of So Here's a Cool Thing Julia and The Batman are both currently streaming on HBO Max The Bone Orchard is currently available in a hardcover wherever books are sold and it can also be requested from your local library Speaks' new album is available to stream everywhere and you can also purchase it through the band's website at widowspeak.bandcamp.com along with some very cool merch if you're so inclined the film, The Mothman Prophecies, is currently streaming on Horror Zone, Amazon Prime, Voodoo, and Apple TV. The book of the same title by John A. Keel is available for order online and also as a downloadable ebook. It may also be requested from your local library. Harry and the Hendersons is available for streaming rental on Prime, Apple TV, Voodoo, and YouTube. There are a plethora of cryptid museums and attractions all over the world, so, if any of this has piqued your inner cryptozoologist, check online to find out your friendly neighborhood cryptid. You can find me on the web, on Twitter, at So Here's a Cool Th1, and on Instagram, at So Here's a Cool Thing. There's a link to my anchor in both of those profiles. I'm available on most of your favorite podcatchers, so please like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend. So, until next time, I'm Shannon and I hope you learned a cool thing.